Bad Mob. We are coming in hot and heavy. Second episode of the week. Uh, Q&A episode. This is our fifth Q&A. It's our heavy hitter. It's the one we love to do the most. It's the one that gets the most downloads. So you all are loving it. I just... It's our bread and butter. Mm-hmm. Got the boys here with me. Got Goni. Got Beggs. Snacking on bread and butter, baby. <laughs> Beggs snacking figuratively and literally right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you eating? I'm curious. Banana nut bread. Interesting. From with, where? With chips in it. Brand made it. My wife. Made it. Homemade That's- banana nut bread. I'm as a chef, boys. Did you ever did, did you ever have that um, <clears throat> cinnamon chocolate chip banana bread? From where? That sounds incredible. Cineholics in Tennessee. No. Ooh. Oh, my mm. gosh. I got to hook you up with some of that. that. Listen, Mad Mob. I'm going to say it slow. Chocolate chip cinnamon banana bread. So take banana nut bread. Hold the nuts. Hold the nuts. Replace with chocolate chips, and then put a nice crust of cinnamon on top of it. Oh my god, boy! It, I mean, epic. I mean, it is the most heavenly thing to eat. It absolutely will sit on your stomach like a thousand bricks for the next week. I, I'm I, I. The thing is probably like three by uh, two and a half by two and a half inches, probably an inch thick. And you'll eat one, and you, you don't need to eat again for a week. But that's fine because the macros in that thing probably equal out to a week's worth of macros. That's what you have with a black cup of coffee, and just have an eye-opening dump at about two hours later. Oh my god! Like just just a waterfall, just an absolute mm-hmm. waterfall. <laughs> really catch you off guard. No, oh. it, it, it's it's a it's a cleanser. It's the most delicious cleanser. Healthy, Cineholics, yeah. Uh, we don't have any in Kentucky, I don't think. I think it's just a Tennessee thing. But yeah, I, I do like my parents live in Tennessee, and they've we've had them ship us this chocolate chip banana bread. That's how amazing it is. So if you if you are near a Cineholics, you try it. It's amazing. Q and A number five. We have uh, we are primarily doing Reddit questions this time around. Um, we are are. Q&A number four, we were doing primarily Facebook. Um, are, are you telling me we don't have any questions from number one fan of the podcast, Charlie Brown today? He had a, a quick one for us. He was, uh, upon listening through the podcasts, he asked why we were so high on Hollywood Brown this year. He doesn't really whoa. see eye to eye. Whoa, 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 whoa. We are high. Collectively, we, we, we are high. Ain't no we, Charlie. Old Charles. Oh, hey, Charles. Ain't no we. Only one of us has him as the wide receiver 13 this year, and it's it's not I. Actually, we're Charles, Charles, one, one momento. Let me. We're all close on Hollywood because no. Charlie, he's looking it up. They didn't have ranked as high. I changed their minds. They told me off podcast. Mm. I did. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um I I still have our wide receiver rankings. So I went to 16 
Oh, gosh. No, that's not what we want. Okay. Goni went to 30, and Hollywood was 27. The ranked 27 quarterback for Goni. It's gross. Um, well, I just... But you you still feel good about that going, knowing what you know now? Yeah, I, I mean, I stand by it just because he's the value dude. And I, I told Charlie Brown this as well, man. He's going to have value for the six games that D-Hop is out for the length of this, I, the suspension. I had Hollywood at 30. I had Hollywood ranked 30. Uh, Goni had him ranked 27. Um, so yeah, yeah, Charlie, it, we are not high on Hollywood Brown. Uh, we'll let Begley explain why he individually solely only him is high on Hollywood Brown wide receiver 22 last year on the worst, worst throwing offense in the league outside of the, outside of Philly wide receiver two, his situation only improved. Can we all agree? His situation got better. Yeah, I can agree with that. I will do a double doink. Unprecedented. That he's a wide receiver two or better this year. Double doink. Um, I feel like with your rankings. I, yeah, yeah, I'm not even I'm not even going to uh, research it. I had Hollywood Brown at a 30. That means I don't think he's going to be a WR2. So you're telling me he's going to be ranked 24 or better. Um, I, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a thong sandal. If my rankings say he's not a WR2, then I will take that doink bet. He's not a WR2. Welcome. Goni. Same off. Double doink. Yep. Yep. I'm in there. Let's doink go. bet. I have Hollywood Brown outside WR2 category. Begley has him inside WR2 category. Um, That's how you do a doink bag. Uh, Goni, Goni, you're you're the third party. Tell me how you feel. I mean, I'm the third party, but I'm also (laughs) taking the doink bet with you, my friend. Going to reflect in the rankings. I ranked him as 27. I expect him to finish outside wide receiver two territory, and that's where he's going to finish. Yeah. So there you go, Charlie. Don't please, please don't group my opinions yeah. in with Begley. Let me let me just let me just throw this in there. Throw it, man. Same college QB. I'm not gonna rehash it. Same college QB is in college. Hollywood got Kyler and a Heisman Trophy. Super explosive. It's it's him and DeAndre, and that's pretty much it. Now wide receiver, depending on how you feel about Rondell Moore. That offense got Christian Kirk. Wide receiver 26 last year got him paid. Hollywood Brown is infinitely more talented than Christian Kirk, and he's by himself for a third of the year. Easy money, take Hollywood. I here's oh. my thing. Here's my thing with Hollywood not being a WR two. I think there have been a lot more wide receivers come out of the woodwork that are going to be better than him this year. Um, you have Drake London, who's probably going to be better than Hollywood this year. You got Traylon Burks, who has a clear avenue to be better. Um, you've got Gabe Davis, Amon Ra, uh, guys like that who have clear paths to be better who weren't last year because they came on late. I I don't think Hollywood Brown's going to have a bad year. I just don't think you can say you, you you. In my opinion, I have to widen the scope of to the rest of the NFL as to why Hollywood is not going to be a WR two, and it's the fact that so many other wide receivers have come out of the woodwork to be successful 
And I feel like it's just so crowded up there now that he is going to find his way pushed to the back of the pack with D-Hop coming back. Yeah, I mean, it could be, man. I mean, like I said, you saw that the offense can support two. Hollywood's already been a wide receiver, too. It's wide receiver two. So it, I don't, I don't know, dude, from like, from like the 12 to 12 on 13 on wide receiver rooms are like the, the wide receiver position is so saturated. That's, that's, that's where I'm at. I, th- I just think there's way, there's a ton of wide receivers with WR2 potential. And, and he was the man, he was the man in Baltimore. He was the number one wide receiver there. He was, I mean, Mark Andrews was probably the top option as far as that goes, but he's not going to be the man going to uh, Arizona. He's a baby, too. He's a baby. You remember when he was whining? He said, I'm tired. We got soldiers on the field. We're not using our soldiers. And he was talking about solely himself. Whining, dude. Doesn't get the ball and whines. Watch Kyler Murray go down and then just the life just leave Begley's eyes. Dude, if he holds out, like I'm tempted to call Arizona and throw in twenty bucks to help pay that contract. I you gotta get Kyler on the field this year, man. I'm, I'm sure that'll go towards a great signing bonus. Yeah, so so there there we go. I mean nice little nice little thirteen minute intro there. Yeah, they're wrong, Charlie. Draft Hollywood. Draft Hollywood very late. Get the value for him. Yeah. Don't reach. Don't reach. Don't reach for anybody. Just get him where he's going. Uh, now. If DJ Moore is, you know, there, you might want to reach for DJ Moore a little bit. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> All right, Stop. Uh, let's get let's get some Reddit questions in here. Let's let's find some more friends of the podcast. We need we need to do we need some sort of subscription deal where where you become a friend of the podcast. Your questions get uh, elevated, utmost seniority, like the the most detailed arguments that we can possibly get into. So if you want to be a friend of the podcast, just let it be known. Just get it, get in here, get in early. Let, let Wayne and I enter a doink bed on your behalf. First go think about it and then shy away from it on your behalf. Goni hates making doink bags. So he gets scared. Uh, It's first come first serve. Become a friend of the podcast. Uh, Let's, let's take some Reddit questions. Ninja tortoise 13 to play on Ninja turtle. Uh, we... you guys <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Man, I knew that sounded so familiar. <laughs> Iron Sharp here, here at the Mad Fantasy Football Podcast. Tortoise. 12-team, <laughs> half-point PPR. Now, I think this one's interesting. Give this some thought. Don't just discount it when I tell you. Deshaun Watson and Terry McLaurin is what he's giving up. He's getting T. Higgins and Kadarius Toney. He's rolling with Trey Lance at QB. Deshaun Watson and who? Terry McLaurin. He's getting T. Higgins, Kadarius Toney, and he's rolling with Trey Lance at QB. Dynasty, right? Here's here's my thing. I, I understand you want us to think about it because you're like Deshaun Watson. He's got Trey Lance. I... T. Higgins is a dark horse for me this year. Yeah, a great player. T. Higgins, to me, could be a WR1. Terry McScorin, his ceiling is very capped with, with Carson Wentz. 
he just signed a big contract. We don't know what that means for him. We don't know if like his shoulder's going to start hurting because he got his money. You know how it goes. Uh, you, you, some some guys when they get paid, they run their routes just a little, just a little bit more relaxed. Um, uh, T. Higgins is a dark horse for me this year. I think he's, I think he's going to be great. You think he's best player in the straight? Yeah. Yeah. I do. Goni, what do you think? I am not doing that trade. I'm keeping McLaurin. I'm keeping Watson. I don't want Kadarius Tony or T. Higgins. And that um, T. Higgins, I think, is being a little overvalued in startup drafts right now, to be honest with you, man. He's going, he's in dynasties, man. He's going top 10 for wide receivers. I don't think, uh, T. Higgins and Jamar Chase really eat like that together all year. I think there might be some some flip flops. I think Jamar Chase commands more of the target share, as I mentioned before in the wide receiver shows. Um, uh, Terry McLaurin is going to be getting the best quarterback he's ever played with in his career. Uh, I like it. I mean, he's been a perennial wide receiver two candidate right now with terrible quarterback play. I think you're selling low on Deshaun Watson. I mean, given the circumstances, I know he may or may not play this year, but if you just hang on to him, you have Trey Lance to back him up anyways. You get to see what happens with him. Maybe Trey Lance explodes, maybe he doesn't, but Deshaun Watson will be back next year. And this time next year, you could be selling Deshaun Watson for more, absolutely more. Um Kadarius Tony's too much of a wild card for me. I know everyone's hyped off the monster game, the singular monster game that he had, and you want to see more of that. But just that combination, I'd, I'd rather stick with McLaurin. I look for him to have a pretty good year with the best quarterback he's ever had and just future value for Deshaun Watson. If Deshaun is a multi-year expansion, suspension, does that change your answer? It won't be multi-year, I don't think. Yeah, I, has that ever happened? I don't think that's ever happened. No. I, has anybody Trevor ever Bauer. sexually assaulted uh, 30 women before and been caught doing it? Dude, I'm like, I understand and I don't condone that one way or another at all by any means. But let's face facts, dude. He's a superstar quarterback in the highest money-grossing sport in America they're going to find a way to get him back on the field. And it's just, it's capitalism right there is what it is. He's going to, he's going to see the field. He's going to see the field for sure. I don't see him getting more than a year. So, I mean, with that being said, for fantasy purposes, I'd hang on to him and try and off him next year for more than what you'd get now. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I started off by saying I love T Higgins and I think he's a dark horse this year, but I don't think I fully stated my opinion. Um, I don't. I I'm still sticking with who you got, just because I think Kadarius Tony is. I I don't I don't I don't think he's going to be good. I'm just going to call a spade a spade here. I'm not going to try and mince words. I don't think Kadarius Tony is going to be serviceable. Um, I think that's a throwaway add-in. I think that's a guy that he's trying to sell high to you. Um, the fact of the matter is, you have two starters on your team next year. Um, and he's got one, and it's not like – and T. Higgins isn't that much better than Terry McLaurin to 
um, give up when he plays most likely a top six fantasy quarterback for years to come. So I, I'd probably hold here just because I don't like Kadarius Tony. If he could swap Kadarius Tony out for a, a number one pick next year, would would I would do that? I would do T Higgins in a number one twenty twenty three um, for that. But Kadarius Tony's just such a throwaway. He's just trying to sell him high, in my opinion. I think I would do T in a second, an early second, like two oh three and up. I would do the trade, but not as it stands. I mean, there's going to be such a blowback about Deshaun just from the public. I mean, can the Browns trot him out week one? I mean, is that even going to happen? Yeah, dude, it's Cleveland. If if they're able to, they will. They pay absolutely. They, they trotted out uh, Colin Kaepernick after the yeah. backlash for this Did, stuff. At the end of the day, I, I here's I'll put my sign, seal, deliver on this, and then I'll let y'all finish up on it. He's trying to buy Deshaun Watson when his value is at his absolute lowest, and he's trying to sell Kadarius Tony while his value is at his absolute maximum. I, I just that's just not it's just not a fair trade. Amen. The timing Amen. is perfect for the guy you're trading with, but look past that veil. Amen. Amen. That's that's perfectly said. Um TCG 8889. That's probably his computer password. He's giving <laughs> Elijah Mitchell and Justin Fields. The Superflex. Giving up Elijah Mitchell and Justin Fields. Getting Jerry Judy, Matt Ryan, and a 2023 one. Snap, right? Listen, while you guys think and take deep inhales of breath, snap call. Get Jerry Judy. Get your draft pick. Get a piece of bubble gum. Get rid of Justin Fields. Give me Matt Ryan, as Wayne said, for two years. He's on a great offense where he's going to be able to hand the ball off. Play action is going to protect him. He's going to have a, a longer career. He's not going to get hit as much. Great offensive line. It's a snap call. Um, yeah. I uh, here, Mad Mob. Listen, I want Justin Fields to be. I want Justin Fields to be the number one fantasy quarterback next year, just because of how much uh, a Begley hates his Awful. guts. Um, I, I'd like to. Oh man. I want to figure out some sort of bet to where Begley has to spend. If he loses, he has to spend $120 on an authentic NFL Justin Fields jersey and has to yes. wear it. We got to figure something out for that. Uh, somebody get somebody get Justin Fields' podcast, man. We need we need one of your jerseys. Prove me wrong, Jay. Please, man. I, and then he's going to hear what I have to say next and be like, piss on those guys. Um, yeah, I mean... Matt Ryan, Justin Fields is going to do with his legs this year. He's going to be serviceable, in my opinion. Um, but Jerry Judy is going to be great for years to come. His situation got phenomenal. Uh, Matt Ryan is going to be very comparable to Justin Fields, in my opinion. Um, and then that 2023 class is amazing. You're getting a first-rounder. Um, it. I'm I'm very confident that you're winning this trade if you if you trade off Elijah Mitchell, Justin Fields for Matt Ryan, Jerry Judy in a 2023 first. Yep. Man, that, that's it's it's hard for me. I'm not going to lie to you, man. It's hard for me. I I think Begley probably put somewhere in the filter 
Justin Fields and Jerry Judy just in the same trade because it's the perfect storm. I know he looked for this. He's trading away Justin Fields, the man who he absolutely hates, and he's getting for no reason. For yeah, yeah, no for no reason at all. And he's getting Jerry Judy, who he loves as much as you love DJ Moore, essentially. No, 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 no. The love isn't there yet. Got it. You should have I seen mean, in the dark last night. Nobody Jerry loves Judy. DJ. Nobody loves a player like I love DJ Moore. Fair enough. Fair enough. But uh, the the way I'm thinking about this man is Matt Ryan is more than likely only going to be good for one year, right? Am I correct in that line of thinking? I give him two. I give him two. I give him. So we'll say best case scenario is two years. You're in a super flex. We don't know his roster construction, but we're in a vacuum. You're trading away a quarterback and Elijah Mitchell, chances are you're going to have to draft a quarterback with that first-round pick is my line of thinking on it. No. Nah. You don't think so? No. Nah. Not in the 2023? No. Nah. That's a great quarterback draft class, though, by the way. Yeah, but in a super flex, those guys go early. You don't know if he's getting it's it's not gonna go like, you know, our some of our leagues where it's running back, running back, running back, running back, running back, wide receiver. It should. And if it doesn't, then he can snake one of the quarterback, one of the running backs at a better value, and he's winning either way. There will be a, a serviceable quarterback in the second round for you next year. So if you if you take a if you get a, if a running back drops to you in the first next year, then you are getting great value and a great running back. And there will still be a, a, a serviceable quarterback in the second round. I know, man. I, like I understand that, but at the same time, it's even Justin Fields. Justin Fields as a quarterback is more likely to put up fifteen to even eighteen points a game, which is still not a great game for a quarterback. He can put that up easily in your super flex spot, more so than a running back putting up fifteen to eighteen, which is RB one type numbers. Um, so like that's, that's my only thing on it. I'd probably, I'd probably do it as well. It's just difficult for me. He's got two I, years. He's got two years with Matt Ryan. He's got two years to find a, a replacement to throw into the super flex for Matt Ryan. It's not like he's given up a quarterback and not getting a quarterback, but like he's getting another quarterback to pop into the super flex spot in the meantime. And I, I think he'll have two good years out of Matt Ryan, serviceable years out of Matt Ryan. You can find another quarterback in, in two years to throw into the super flex spot. And I think you're yeah. winning long term. Absolutely. Justin Fields averaged 10 fantasy points a game last year, don't he? 10? And did they call it a sophomore jump or slump? I don't have that in my notes here. It's going to be a jump this year. Believe that. Well, it, it can only be a jump. Be jumping over a newspaper. He's atrocious. How embarrassing is it that Biggs took a doink bet where he thinks Zach Wilson is going to outscore Justin Fields? Man. Uh, well, after all this news with Zach Wilson coming out this past week, uh, Zach Wilson might be QB1 this year. Period. He's, he's going to be incredible. All right. 12 team, super flex. PPR, although Superflex won't matter necessarily here. He's getting Justin Jefferson. This is a price check. He's giving up Travis Kelsey, Keenan Allen, George Pickens, and a 2024 one. Go on, I'll let you take this one first. Justin Jefferson, four. Travis Kelsey, Keenan Allen, George Pickens, and a 2024 one. Superflex. 
I'm okay with it. It's still pricey to me, man. I, I know Travis Kelsey is, you know, he's getting old. He's still going to have a couple good years as just the positional advantage as he is. Keenan Allen, I, I think we start to see a little bit of a downswing on. Um, George Pickens, I mean, he's still got to find his way up through the order. He's still probably going to be very good because the Steelers always find guys that are pretty good. It's just taken a while for Chase Claypool. And then a first-rounder in 2024. I, I, I intentionally punted on Wayne on this one because of his deep dive into Travis Kelsey's impending slump. So I knew he couldn't win. Yeah, I, mean, I, just, I just feel like you're only doing this if you're rebuilding, man. If I'm, if I'm like a contender or anything like that, I'm uh, – no, nah, I'm keeping them. I'm keeping them. They can have Justin Jefferson – uh, I, nah, I'm good. I, I would trade for youth individually through those picks if I feel like I'm not going to um, be able to compete. Wayne? Listen, what's this guy's username? I want to be real personable. In my you know what? I apologize. Yeah, I'm bulky top, 26 on 9. I'm sorry, bro. Bulky top? Bulky top, 26 on 9. All right. Uh, I like it. Every day is chess day. I like it. It could be Cineholics, bro. I mean, it could be Rocky Top. It could be a Tennessee guy. Every, nah, bulky top. He hits nothing but chest. Chest Where's and shoulders. Tank? I like I like you, boy. You're top heavy. Bulky top. I did the same thing. You're uh, right. You're we're, we're kind of we're kind of got the same vibe here. Listen, Mr. Mr. Top. Get you Jay Jetta. He's a top wide receiver in the league. And he's going to be a top wide receiver in the league for possibly a decade. Travis Kelsey, impending slump. Slump loading. Slump <laughs> happening soon. Keenan Allen. How old is Keenan Allen now? 30? Going to be 30 this year? 30-ish? 29. Going to be 30 this year? I, I think he's Keenan Allen's got one more good year in him just because of the offense. And then Mike Williams is going to start taking over. Keenan Allen, one more year in him. But it, on top of that, Jay Jett is going to have a better year than Keenan Allen. George Pickens, don't care about him. Throw him in the garbage. He ain't nothing right now. 2024 first, don't care about it. It's a dart throw. Get it out of here. We don't want it. Jay Jetta, top wide receiver. The best, if not the best, the second best dynasty wide receiver. You got you get the youth because not only are you getting the youth in this trade, you're getting top talent youth. I'm to sell Travis Kelsey. I, I'm for some reason Goni's hanging on to these people. Goni's the king of wanting to get rid of when it comes to dynasty. He wants to sell them while they still have value, regardless of whether they are still serviceable at the position. Travis Kelsey and Keenan Allen's value after this year is going to drop like a rock. Get top young talent while you can still trade those pieces away for it. I think that you can keep your 2024 first still. I think you're overpaying a little bit. So it, price check, you should keep that first round pick. But if they're so the extra, answer, no, if the extra, like if they're extra stubborn about it, I would still take the pick. 
Or I would still take the trade. Let's say he. This is a rebuilding move. This is this reads like the rest of his roster is Dookie Butter. If it's a rebuilding move, then you're it's, snap calling. You have to look at it though. It's about to be Dookie Butter, and that's that's also the reason why I don't do it. Is he has to fill another wide receiver one? He's doing it with a wide receiver one. That's fine. He's going from Travis Kelsey down to someone who's listen, probably not man. Go good. get Cole Komet, and you're fine. You're serviceable. He still have to work a trade for it, and look at all he's given up for Jefferson. So losing these pieces, along with Pickens, we don't know what he's going to be. I'm not Pickens saying he's going to have a crazy Pickens is nothing here. right now. Okay, but he's going to be if he trades away all those pieces for Justin Jefferson. I can guarantee you, Mister Top, that in the 2024 draft, that pick you traded away is going to be a top six pick. And you're sitting here with Justin Jefferson and whoever he's, you get in this. Uh, he's trading away. He's trading away two starters for one starter. That's going to be uh, is a generational talent. That's true. And so I he's think. Away three and, starters, and I think we can. Pick is going to be a starter. George Pickens, come on, dude. No, no, the pick, not Pickens. The 2024 pick that he's going to absolutely, undoubtedly have a top six pick in if he trades away all these guys. No, no, that's not fair. You can't say that. No, 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 no. I disagree with it's that. It's part of the trade. It's part of the trade. Is a 2024 pick. I, I get it, but why are you saying it's a top six pick? Undoubtedly, I disagree. Because he's, bro, he's trying to get younger as it is. I'm, I'm just saying... He doesn't have anyone serviceable to fill those voids with. Uh, the only void he has to fill is tight end. The uh, that's the only void he has to fill is tight end, and he's getting. Okay. We we can all agree that he's getting a lot better at wide receiver. Even though Keenan Allen is a WR one, he's going from Keenan Allen to Jay Jetta, and he's getting a lot better in that slot. And the only play, the only position he has to fill, the only position he has to fill is tight end. That's the yeah, only it's position. Travis Kelsey. It's I, Travis Kelsey. I get it. Else. I get it. Okay. Can you not? Can you not see that possibly uh, Jay Jetta on average will probably get six ish more points per week than Keenan Allen? Can we agree that that's fair? Maybe. I mean, that's a that's a. Big I don't one. know. No, I can't. Maybe. I mean, I, I don't think so. I think that's a lot when you're, you rack up over the course of a season. Okay. So Travis Kelsey compared to, let's say, he goes it's over 100 points over the year. Let's say he gets, saying. let's say he gets Cole Komet. How much more per game is Travis Kelsey scoring than Cole Komet? See, but you also can't do that. That's just what you were saying to me that I can't call. You're telling him that he's got to go out and make another trade. It basically, the question is, as it stands, you would do it, right? Yeah, but uh, and this is this is in a vacuum. But here's here, so I'll just put it in a vacuum. the The points that he's gaining off of Keenan Allen going to Jay Jetta, and the points that he's losing going from Travis Kelsey to Joe Schmo, he's gonna the point differential is gonna be slim. Therefore, go younger and sell while you still have the value for these guys. Their their value, can we all agree that Keenan Allen and Travis Kelsey's value after this year is dropping drastically? Can we all agree with that? Yeah. I, I'm with you. So I mean Kelsey, so now so if you're take if you're selling Travis Kelsey and Keenan Allen at their highest possible value, which is now, 
and your point differential going from Keenan Allen to Jay Judd and Travis Kelsey to Joe Schmo is still slim. Why not? I'm not even te- I'm not even thinking about George Pickens or the 2024 first because he's still better in the long run. Regardless of whether George Pickens will start in form or who the 2024 first is. Wayne, let me ask you a conceptual question. Let's say Boulder Shoulders is just has outside of what he's trading away. Let's say his roster is depleted, God. Because to make a move like this, you're going. I think this is probably a pretty fair price for Justin Jefferson. I think if you're rebuilding, it's a trade you do, and if you're not, it's a trade you don't do. Do you take J. Jeff Wayne if you're rebuilding and try to flip him for? T. Higgins plus? No. No, because no? okay. he's going to be a WR1 for at least six years. Just a question. Would would you take a T. Higgins, Brees Hall plus Hall for Justin Jefferson? You know, if you're rebuilding, if, you're, if your roster really is depleted, which it, to me, that's how the trade reads. Mm-hmm. Probably not, because I don't you know just, what Brees Hall's about. Just, Justin Jefferson you. is a generational talent. Yeah, I I, I, t- I do the trade too. I'm with you. I I, I think Kelsey's better than you do, um, but I do agree with you on Keenan Allen. I don't like Pickens. At the 2024 one guy, I mean, I, I know what you I know what you're saying. You shouldn't have to pay that. You shouldn't have to to pay that. I just think top it's an That's all. Senor Senor top heavy. You shouldn't have to do the 2024 first, and you should try and get that back. I still do it. And I think it's a slight overpay, but I still do it. I just don't think you need to give up your 2024 first. But either okay. way, I do it. That was a good one. Yeah, I like that one. Take oh. up the pick, I'm in. That was a good yeah, one. Pick. Substantial bat, 6449, 12-team PPR. He's getting DJ Moore in a 23-second. Snap call. He's giving up Garrett Wilson, Christian Watson, and Lifetime Taco Bell. Wait, what? You still snap on Big Boy? Yeah, snap call. DJ Moore. <laughs> Ski! DJ Moore in a second for Wilson and Harry Watson. Yeah, snap call. Christian Watson. Snap call. Shut up, Goni. Just shut your I, mouth. So, I, shut your stupid face I, up. He's snap calling it. We all know he's snap calling it. He's just trying to play hardball. We're taking. We're putting DJ Moore on the roster. Yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. All right. I love you, DJ. I, I, I had to give Wayne a chance to have his moment going. If I can find somebody trading for Gabriel, I'll I'll give you a shout. S H W A triple nine says. It's a 14-man PPR dynasty, one quarterback. He's in a rebuild currently, but he's targeting 2024 as the year he's going to compete. He's trading J.K. Dobbins and Jalen Waddell for Brees Hall and Jamison Williams. J.K. Dobbins and Jalen Waddell for Brees Hall and Jamison Williams. Rebuild 14-man, 2024 is the target year to compete. Why? Why? Yeah, why? Uh, why not compete now with the players? I, I'm confused. I just don't see. I don't see what the upside is. He's not. They're they're all relatively the same age range. They're all young. Um, we know. We know J.K. Dobbins is going to be good. We know Jalen Waddle is going to be good. 
We don't know about Brees Hall. We don't know about Jamison Williams. And they're all within, like, what, two years of each other? Yeah. Why not, why not just yeah. not do the trade and compete now? Unless, unless like, his – unless J.K. Dobbins and Jalen Waddell are his only pieces and he's got flaming hot garbage around him and he knows he can't do anything for two years, then, yeah, make the trade get a little younger because, I mean – you know what I mean? It's kind of it might be like a Begley situation in the team that he got, where he all he had was Derrick Henry and Pat Mahomes. So yeah, I yeah. mean Pat Mahomes was young still, but like at the same time, like he knew by the time he was competing, Pat Mahomes wasn't going to be serviceable, serviceable unless he got rid of him. Um, okay, I, I guess when I think of it like that, I, maybe I jumped the gun. I mean, maybe if 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 those are your only two pieces. And the rest of your team is garbage, and you know, like there's nothing you can do to compete this year, or next year. Yeah, get a little younger. I I don't. Don't you think you get a pick on top of that, knowing what Waddle is? A hundred percent. Nobody should ever do that straight up. I mean, J.K. Dobbins yeah. and and Jalen Waddle for Brees Hall, uh, Jamison Williams is it's an L for you for sure. If that's just the trade in and of itself. Yeah. No, are you, do, do you agree? I, I just don't. I think it's uh, not – I don't know. It's an unnecessary trade, in my opinion. I mean, you, you, none of those – Brees Hall and uh, Jamison Williams are – they haven't played one single snap yet. You've seen yeah. what J.K. Dobbins can do. You've seen what Waddle can do. Sure, Dobbins is coming off the injury. That's fine. He's going into what's probably going to be the best rushing attack in the NFL this year. Probably going to be the best rushing attack in the NFL next year. He's going to get the rock. He's going to put up fantasy points. I mean, I would just ride it out. And it's, it, to me, it seems like he just really is going hard for Brees, to be honest with you. Being the 101 in most drafts, that's probably what he's looking for. Unless he, he just loves him and Jamison Williams. Jamison Williams has been talked up a whole lot as the best potential wide receiver coming out of this draft. Um, I would just stand pat, honestly. Yeah, because yeah. you got to look at it this way, too. Yeah, Brees Hall's got a lot of... Brees Hall's also in New York, and uh, Jameson's got Jared Goff throwing it to him. Right now you've got Lamar Jackson and J.K., and you've got uh, – uh, who's this other guy? Tua and Waddle. Yeah, I mean, you've got a great offense in Miami. Yeah. So, I mean – and like I said, it's like – it's two years. This is your classic laying in bed, I'm bored, and it's the offseason, and I just want to trade. Yep kind of thing you know what i mean like yep. he's he's probably cupping in one hand and just trying to hit the trade buttons in the other yeah just make uh, it worth your while it's not worth his while make it worth your while and yeah that's fine yep. yeah because you're still right. young like it's not like that's, yeah, that's just it. a weird trade for me it's not like he's trading away like a 27 year old serviceable guy like he's trading away young guys for just younger guys i don't know i, yeah. I think i think in 20 you got to look at it. if you're competing in 2024 you know you're competing in 2024 Guess who's still going to be good in twenty twenty four? J.K. Dobbins and Jalen Waddle. All right, Wayne. I've got a. I've got one that's going to put you in a box. You're just your head's going to be spinning. You're going to have quandary here. Twelve team half point PPR super flex. He's a contender. Seattle and L.A. says, "I'm trading D.J. Moore. I'm getting Nick Chubb." Now he 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 does give his team. Um, and I'm going to just quickly give you kind of the top two players in each position. 
His current running backs are Dalvin Cook, Gibson, and Elijah Moore. His current receivers are CeeDee Lamb, A.J. Brown, and Tyreek, and D.J. Moore. Do you think that's good value for D.J. Moore? Uh, It's good value for him, but I don't think he needs him. I don't think he needs Nick Chubb. What are his What are his running backs again? Dalvin Cook, Antonio Gibson, and Elijah Mitchell. And his receivers are C.D. Lamb, A.J. Brown, and Tyreek Hill. To yeah, me, I, I, I'm 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 keeping D.J. Moore because Antonio Gibson, eh, like that, it's fine. Dalvin Cook's a starter for the next two years. Antonio Gibson is a starter for the next several years. Uh, A.J. Brown, we don't know what he's going to do. Uh, we all know Jalen Hurts is not the best with throwing, so I'm not high on A.J. Brown this year. You all are both higher on A.J. Brown than I am. Um, I think Tyreek's going to be good. Um, yeah, D.J. Moore's starting for you. Uh, I think there's a world where Nick Chubb, uh, you might be playing the matchups with Antonio Gibson. Donnie, what do you think? I'm holding. I'm holding. I'm playing DJ Moore in the flex every week over making that trade and bringing in Nick Chubb. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how great of a year Nick Chubb has this year, man, especially with Deshaun Watson um, potentially having the suspension. I think they just load up the box. I feel like the the offense is going to be not great. Not great. So it's just hard for me. He doesn't catch out of the backfield. Um, DJ Moore is only 24 years old still. Um, Quarterback, proof. it's just yeah. I mean, it, it's just better all around. So I mean, I'm I'm gonna stick with Gibson as the RB two, uh, Elijah Mitchell as well, and uh, you know I'm I'm gonna play DJ Moore in the slot. I'm gonna stand pat. Yeah, if he had, if he had like if he had a garbage bag as his RB two, that's a different story. But uh, Antonio Gibson, solid. Yeah. A lot of shakeup with AJ Brown and Tyreek too, man. There's a little bit of uncertainty around them both. Hold DJ Moore. Send us the jersey, DJ. We're ready for it. I'm I'm just low on AJ this year, man. Yeah, I am too. I I want to be low on Tyreek, but I, it's Tyreek Hill. I can't be low on him. My bones, yeah. my bones tell me I should be low on him, but my brain's just saying it's Tyreek Hill, bro. Don't be low on him. AJ Brown's ADP is a little rich for me as well right, right? now. Right? Yeah. It, yeah, I don't. I don't know what the hype is, man. I, like, I think AJ Brown is a phenomenal football player. He's he's a beast whenever he's on the field. He he disappears here and there, but he's an athletic freak and he's super efficient with the ball. But man, just the way he disappears sometimes, the the new offense going on and stuff, man. I don't know how he's getting drafted so high. That kind of scares me. Yeah. Let me let me Google something really quick. Uh, go ahead. Uh, make another point here while I Google this because I want to. I want to. I want to look at something really quick. Begs, would you rather have him? Would you rather have? Oh, uh, the ADP is off. I was going to just throw two players at you. Would you rather have AJ Brown as your wide receiver one? First off, do you feel good about that? If he yeah. was your wide receiver one? No, no, not really. Okay. Um, would you rather have AJ Brown as your wide receiver one or Terry McLaurin? You know, man, uh, I I love rack yardage, and, and AJ Brown is elite yards after the catch. I just worry about Jalen Hurts. Um, 
AJ Brown's been a top guy. I probably go AJ. I, I think McLaurin. You're hoping. You know, you know he's a wide receiver too, but you haven't seen him break through yet. I think I go with AJ. For my wide receiver one, I'm going the other way, man. My wide receiver ones, we talked about it recently. Um, you like that little infusion of certainty. You like the the guys who you know are going to show up for you week in and week out and put you up points. Um, I feel like AJ Brown's a little too boomer bust for me. Uh, as far as that goes for a wide receiver one. So Terry McLaurin, as I said before, he's he's going to be playing with his best quarterback he's ever had. And I just look for consistency, more consistency out of him. That's all. That Like Keenan Allen for years so far has been the absolute epitome of consistency, just PPR and people to death. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, I love that for, for a wide receiver one. A.J. Brown, he's just – Dare I say, is he the the new Tyler Lockett esque kind no. of guy? No, no. Nope. totally different player, man. I, I mean, oh. to me, to me, you know, that's a guy that, that does a little more work in the short game, right? Uses his body and his legs uh, to get some yak. I mean, that's what he did in Tennessee. Uh, you know, plus Jalen Hurts. You know, he's an RPO kind of QB. Uh, AJ Brown's perfect fit for that system. I just don't trust. Jalen to get him the ball. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm I kind of hope Jalen takes the jump this year. I'm looking for it. It's it, it'd be more exciting for the league as a whole, man. How how crazy is it that you know there's 32 teams in the NFL, so quarterback position is generally regarded as one of the hardest, if not hardest, position in all the sports. So you've got you know 32 guys that are good enough in the world to play, and like less than half of them are actually really good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the top 15, I don't even know if the, you know, 13, 14, 15 are considered, you know, like great, great guys, but um, it'd just be good for the game to have another one up there. So much has got to go right for a QBD good, be good, man. Like it's got to be the system. You got to have the buy-in from everybody. You got to have the, the OC relationship. You know, it's just a lot. It, it, it takes a village. Okay. Uh, I've got my stats here. I did a little looking up because I had to. I, I wanted to see why AJ Brown was built up because right now he's the ninth ranked. Hang on, let me change this to PPR. He's the eleventh ranked receiver in PPR. So I'm looking here and I'm thinking why. So Jalen Hurts is projected to pass for 3,400 yards. Okay, so I looked at the yardage leaders last year, quarterback. 3,400 yards puts him at rank 19 if he did that last year. What range is that? That's Taylor Heineke, Jared Goff, Jalen Hurts is where he was. So I'm thinking, okay, he was very close to what Taylor – his projection is very close to what Taylor Heineke did last year. Okay, what did Terry McLaurin do last year? Terry McLaurin was a WR9. So I'm looking again, and I see that they're projecting uh, Jalen Hurts for 700 yards rushing. Taylor Heineke didn't get anything near that. And Terry McLaurin was also that dude in the offense. And we've still got Devonta Smith 
and Philadelphia. So I'm confused why people are projecting A.J. Brown at the 11 while they're saying Jalen Hurts is going to have an abysmal passing year, is going to rush the ball more, it's got a more crowded receiver room than what Washington had when Taylor Heineke threw for the same yardage that they're projecting him for and could only uh, come up with a WR9 in Terry McLaurin. I'm just – the numbers aren't adding up to make A.J. Brown uh, the number 11 receiver for me. Something's wrong there, though, with the Terry McLaurin numbers that you got. Yeah. Terry McLaurin finished as, as the wide receiver 25 last year, broski. What? Yeah. He's yeah. 25. Why, yeah. yeah. Terry McLaurin finished as the wide receiver 25 last Oh, year. no, 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 no. His his outlook, his outlook is the ninth. Oh, oh, his ADP? Yeah, his outlook is, is is to be the ninth ranked wide receiver. Oh, my bad. Okay. But but yeah, I mean that makes my point even more. Is if Jalen Hurts is projecting to throw for what Taylor Heineke did last year and he only supported a wide receiver 25, how the numbers just aren't adding up. Like, how can you say Jalen Hurts is going to throw 3,500 yards, rush for 800, and still manage to support a WR1? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Devonta Smith I, I, is still going to get it's his. Rich. It's rich. Dallas Goddard's going to get his. I, I just, I, I don't, I don't, it's not the numbers aren't adding up to make AJ Brown as high target as share, what if, what if he gets like a 28 to 30% target share? I, I could see it happening. It's just, he's too inconsistent for me to buy in and believe that he's going to get there. But I mean, if he gets a 30% target share, we're going to see the pass attempts go up this year. I think he, I think Jalen hurts gets over 3,400 yards. It's only 200 yards a game. Um, he didn't last year. No, he didn't last year, but he also didn't have a stud number one wide receiver on his team. He had a rookie. He had Jalen Rager. Mm. Um, and Dallas I, Goddard. I'm and, sorry, Mad Mob. I took a I took the most circuitous route to get to the point that I was trying to make. I just I I'm selling AJ Brown. That's fair. Like I said, he's too rich for my blood anyways. I'm I'm I'll come away with him in zero startup dynasties. Um and be ha- be fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, Hamilton fire. I think this is a very good one. Said, would you rather have Eckler for a 23 one or McCaffrey for a 23 one and two seconds? Eckler for the 23 one. Easy. Eckler easy. Or are you thinking about it? So he's trading Austin Eckler for a twenty twenty three one. What are you saying here? I'm the way it reads. I'm assuming he's giving. He has a twenty twenty three one, and he can either get Eckler or McCaffrey for it. But McCaffrey is going to cost him a, a couple seconds as well. Okay, uh, CMC. I I got that wrong. I'm going CMC. CMC. Yeah. yeah. So he's, so he's trading. Your, he's trading a twenty twenty three first rounder and two second rounders for CMC. Yes, absolutely. Or he can keep his two second rounders and trade his first round pick for Eckler. No, CMC's a league winner when he's healthy. Send it, and he's two years younger, man. What would it take for for the pendulum to swing in Eckler? 
favor there. Here's here's the thing with Eckler too. Before I answer that, uh, the Chargers just drafted Eckler's replacement. Yeah, he's he's a ticking time bomb. Um, what would it take to sway? Yeah, I mean, I mean, what if CMC's price jumps up to say a twenty twenty four one and a twenty twenty three one? Do you yeah. still take CMC yeah. to go Eckler? CMC's just different, dude. Goni? I mean, either way, you're looking to win a championship. I was I was trying to see a world where, you know, I if would... I can just get away with paying the 23 first and then win a championship with Eckler, but then you don't know what's going to happen the year after. I mean, he could still be good because he's not really like a big bruising running back taking a million hits. I, I would see if I could get... Eckler for like uh, two 2023 second round picks. He's already got two of them. Yeah. And a 2024 one. Okay. Fair enough. So essentially a CMC trade, but just transfer your 2023 one to 2024. Fair enough. I I wouldn't do that. If I I have Austin Eckler, I'm not doing that. But I mean, if the dude's obviously looking to off Eckler while he still can, it's worth a try. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Give me CMC. Yeah, I'm with you guys. Yeah, hundred percent CMC at, X, at, in a X vacuum. D, it says twelve team PPR Superflex tight end premium. Twelve team PPR Superflex tight end premium. Joe Mixon in a late twenty three one for Kirk Cousins, Hollywood Brown in a twenty four second. It is super flex. Yeah. Cousins, Hollywood Brown, and what? Joe Mixon in a late 23-1 is what he's giving up. He's getting Kirk Cousins, he's getting Hollywood Brown, and he's getting a 20-24 second. No, I'm, I'm keeping Joe Mixon in my first rounder. I like Kirk Cousins here, man. I, I think Kirk Cousins is Oh, it's a super flex. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. But we're in a vacuum. But we're in a vacuum. Do you know what his team looks like? No, no, we're no. in a vacuum. That's the he, only reason. At Superflex and a, and a and a quarterback is involved. I want to say snap call the side with the quarterback. <sighs> I wish I knew his roster makeup. I, I'm going with I'm going with Kirk Cousins, Hollywood Brown. It's pretty easy for me. I think mixing in a dynasty, you may have one year left in him, maybe two if you're lucky. What's Kirk Cousins got left in him? I think Kirk Cousins got got three. He's tethered to Jay Jeff for the foreseeable future. No way Minnesota lets him walk. Uh, he's got Dalvin Cook for three. I think the offense is pretty consistent. You know, I love Hollywood. I think Hollywood's probably worth a twenty-three-one. Do you think? Do you think that because Kirk Cousins is only playing out this year, right? Or is he? He's signed for next year as well. He got a three-year deal, bro. Yeah, he's gonna be in Minnesota for three. No, he's done after next. No, I'm almost certain he's done after next. He only signed a one-year extension. I'll look it up real quick. He's he's an unrestricted free agent in 2024. Yeah. Okay, so this year, next year. Two more years, yeah. Okay, so there's no way they sign him for $40 million after that. Well, to be fair, he's got a weird contract. It's a very weird he's contract. Restricted free agent, but he's he's technically got a cap hit on Minnesota through twenty twenty five. So it's 
Wayne, I don't know if you can make heads or tails of it, but it's actually kind of a weird contract. I think just spread out the cap. Yeah, no, he's an unrestricted free agent in 2024. They just, like, he just Bobby Bonilla'd it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they just spread the cap hit so they can stay under the salary cap. Um, I'm probably keeping Joe Mixon, honestly. I, I would go for the quarterbacks in, you know, a super flex league. I'll probably keep Mixon, keep my first, and go get a quarterback with that first if if I need one like that. Yeah, yeah. If you have two starting quarterbacks, if you have if you already have a starting quarterback in your super flex spot. Um, I'm I'm keeping Joe Mixon into my first. I just uh, RB ones are at a premium. Joe Mixon is an RB one, will be for the next two, maybe three years. Um, in that 2023 class, uh, if you need a run, if you need a quarterback, there's plentiful in there. If you need a running back, they're plentiful. Um, uh, yeah. So if unless you've got uh, nothing like no quarterback in that super flex spot, I'm I'm holding. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I make the trade um, still. I think Kirk Cousins is your second QB. You're getting two top 12 guys, probably. Um, AZ United says 10-team, super flex, PPR. It feels like he's in a contending spot, meaning he's going to make the playoffs, but he doesn't think he can win it all. He's considering trading Jonathan Taylor – for Jalen Waddle, an early 23-1 and a late 23-1. Waddle and two first for Jonathan Taylor. One is early 2023. You guys Done. doing it? Done. Sell it. Easy. That easy? Yeah. Best asset in fantasy? You're shipping yeah, it. The best, he's the best asset in fantasy this year, man. Um, you, don't, you don't know what happens on a year-to-year basis. Wayne... I probably get on his nerves sometimes with it because I'm I'm usually talking about, and he mentioned it recently as well, that I like to uh, not even necessarily sell high on guys all the time, but there's certain things when you get some value out of a guy, you have to take it. And if you don't think you're contending, if, if it's an early 2023-1, you're getting a young stud wide receiver, and then you're going to get two good shots in a great class. So, and you're probably already, you're going to have your, your pick as well in the 23. So that's three first rounders that you have to try and duplicate. You don't know if Jonathan Taylor comes out and gets hurt, you know, this year or whenever, really. I mean, Christian McCaffrey lost a whole lot of value uh, if you try to, you know, trade him last year or the year before that. Like, it's it's a crazy game and uh, things change all the time. So give me give me what I can get for him. Wayne, but he's not—he's not taking Jay Jetta for Travis Kelsey and Keenan Allen. Um, Go in the pick, in the pick, no. Twenty twenty-four pick. Um, He—you said he—he's—he's very clear that he's in a rebuild, right? No, he's making the playoffs, but he doesn't think he can win it all. Is what he said. He's making the playoffs. Mm. Which makes me think this is no snap call. This is absolutely no it, snap call. It makes me think there's a guy in the league that's just got probably a loaded roster, just filthy, and it's kind of everybody playing catch up. See, these are the ones that are hard to do. Is like no one, 
it's going to take a king's ransom for like Wayne, for example. Wayne hates even the thought of coming off of a superstar guy, a, a Jay Jeff, a Jamar Chase, a uh, Jonathan Taylor. Like, of course. they're hard decisions to make. Yeah, they're hard absolutely. decisions to make. Of course they are. That's and that's why they need help, Goblin. No, I, and I understand um, they're very hard. I'm th- just three three first round picks next year. Um, Two. Well, he'll have three total. Assuming he may have traded it off at some point, we don't know. Um, man, well that uh, if you've got three first round picks, you're trading for two, and you've got your third. Um, I do it. If you don't have a, th- if you don't have your first anymore, and you only have two, you only have the two that you're trading for. I don't know that I do it. I don't, man. I. <laughs> A bird in the hands worth two in the bush, boys. I mean, Jonathan Taylor is the best fantasy ass. You struck gold. You know you're getting three more elite years out of him. You guys taught me. 2023 picks, as good as they're projected to be, they're still dart throws. You just don't know. Why would you trade away a proven asset that it's the golden nugget we're all digging for? You have it. Why not keep it and use it? All you have to do is make the playoffs and get lucky. Making the playoffs is the hard part. Then it's luck. I mean, it, he might. If be he knows, that. if he knows that. Sorry, uh, sorry to interrupt you. Going. If he, if he knows beyond a shadow of a doubt, he's not winning the league. Then, then what are you playing for? Might as well sell your assets for the dart throws. But if you get in the playoffs, anything can happen, man. I get it, man. I get it, Bags. You had a better regular season, and I beat you. We we beat you in the cha- we beat you in the playoffs, and we won the championship, man. Let it go. I get it. It it was luck, if that makes you feel good. For Mad Mob, we played Begley uh, three times, three times total last year, including the playoffs, and beat them every time. But for some reason, it's luck that we got better. Um, we get it, man. But if you're if you're convinced that you are not winning the Super Bowl, then what are you playing for? Go get your go go try and get better. You know what I mean? Don't don't sit on Jonathan Taylor to not win a Super Bowl. If 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 you got Jonathan Taylor but you're not winning a Super Bowl, then you got the best asset in fantasy and you're not doing anything with it. Go go tr- try and get somebody. I mean, you tr- try try and better your team at, to win the Super Bowl. I mean, it's point if you got the best asset in fantasy and you're not winning with them, then then sell them to try and get other assets to win multiple pieces. Yeah. Multiple pieces. You can even, if he's getting an early and a late 23 pick and he's got his own pick, he can even package those two back picks to move up and get two early picks. Essentially say he's trading for the three and like the nine or so. And his pick is going to be the seven. He can package his seven and nine to move up to like a four. Sure. 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 But, the the late pick tells you that he'd be trading Taylor to a contender, right? Are you blocking yourself? Are you essentially strengthening a competitor enough to where you know you're playing catch up with Dude, them for the next? See, this is the this is the this that that trade mentality right there uh, is just the most frustrating trade mentality that I ever have to deal with. Don't. Don't look on other people's plates. If a trade makes you better, you can't worry about what else happens. 
You need to make yourself better. Too many times in fantasy leagues do people stay in the gutter because they're scared they're going to make someone else better. If a trade makes your team better, if your team gets better with a trade, you can't worry about anything else. Your team got better. I hate it when people just look, yeah, but if I do this trade, then then look at their team. No. Did the trade make you better? Then you won. Then you're a better team. Sure, in, in theory, but in this case in particular, you're giving up a surefire thing for maybes. Begs, though, at the same time, man, going into last year, it would have taken a king's ransom before Najee even stepped on the field to have gotten Najee, correct? Sure. He's, he's not worth what he was at the beginning of last year. He's still a great running back. He's super young. He's got all kinds of talent and promise, but Roethlisberger retired. Their O-line didn't get any better, and he's not going to garner the same hype this year. What if Matt Ryan retires next year? Or you know, Like I said, it's a, it's a crazy game. Things change all the time. Just because a guy has a good season or a couple good seasons and stuff, and he plays one of the, the, the hardest positions or, you know, on your body. It's, it sure does. It's just, you know, it's tough. And, it's tough. and I feel like they're going to use Matt Ryan. I mean, it was like it, it, it was when the Colts came out uh, onto the field, the game plan was hand the ball off to Jonathan Taylor, hand it often, hand it every time, hand the ball off. Uh, third and seventy-eight, and handing the ball off to Jonathan Taylor. They got, they have a better quarterback this year. I understand that they don't have the best receiving core, but you got to think like they signed, they signed Matt Ryan. They they got rid of Car- Carson Wentz. Did a perfectly good job at handing the ball to Jonathan Taylor. So if they plan to just do nothing but hand the ball off to Jonathan Taylor this year, there's no point paying more money to Matt Ryan. You could have just you could have gone out and got. Uh, an XFL player to hand the ball off to Jonathan Taylor. They Wentz went was out the best in the league last year, handing the ball off to they, Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> they went out, they went out and got a better passer for a reason. Obviously the game plan is still run the ball, but it's not going to be running the ball as much as they were last year. Otherwise they just would have kept Carson. I'm, I'm of the mindset that playing with a better quarterback makes you better. Beggs, I got a question for you. What would it take for you to, sell Jonathan Taylor. I'd like to have a little more proven production than two ones in Waddle. I, I would I would happily give away the late the late one to get a proven player. Like if you had if you take Hollywood Brown, inject <laughs> him in here, get rid of the late one. I, that's what I think Hollywood's worth is a late So one. Waddle, Hollywood and an early first. Uh, yeah, because to me I'd rather have proven production because again get to the playoffs whatever happens if that happens but if you can get to the playoffs i think taylor is a guy that can get you there on the year over year for the next three to four years interesting you know we played jonathan taylor we we played jonathan taylor in the super bowl and he didn't he didn't do so good no but he got him there i mean he also this guy lost in the super bowl two years in a row his team's pretty stacked it is. That's all. You, that's all you can hope for. You know, he lost twice in a row. That sucks. But that's just the way it shakes out. If you get there, that's all you can hope for. It's all gambling, man. You're rolling the dice. Best uh, of luck to you getting there this year, man. Hey, likewise, man. Thanks, bro. Uh, anyway, I'm holding. They're staying. Uh, Az United, but that's a good one. Uh, last one for the show, I think. Are you guys okay? With this being the last one. 
That's fine. B Brown, 05-2022, 12-team Superflex, one-point PPR. He's giving up a late 23 first, which kind of keys you in. He's a contender. Pat Fryermuth and Joe Mixon to get Mark Andrews and Leonard Fournette. A late 23-1, Pat Fryermuth, greatest server was, and Joe Mixon. For Mark Andrews and Leonard Fournette. No. 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 And Fryer with huh, boys? All that noise. We heard we heard noise for months. It's more so Joe Mixon in a late first for <laughs> an aging running back and arguably about to be the best tight end in the game or top three for years to come. Is Mark Andrews worth the late twenty three one by himself? He's yeah. worth more. Worth more. So is he worth, say, Fryermuth in that? Or is he worth Mixon in that? Oh, Mixon gets a little pricey. Yeah, Mixon's just he's he's an RB he's gonna be an RB one for a couple of years. If he can get if if he can get Mark Andrews for a twenty twenty three first and Fryermuth snap call that thing. Joe Mixon is where the issue is. Joe Mixon's the reason I'm holding. Fryermuth is nothing to me. Man. The, the thing he's he's going for the win this year though, right? It's, he's he's saying he's got a late twenty three one, so that's assuming he's contending, which is why he's probably pushing for Fournette this year. Yeah, I mean your team, your team. If you if you make the trade, your team probably gets better this year. Let's. I mean, we all agree that Leonard Fournette's going to have a good year this year. Uh, Mark Andrews is definitely going to have a better year than crappy Fryermuth. So your team gets better this year, yeah. Um, Leonard Fournette's going to drop like a rock after this year, uh, and you're going to wish you still had Joe Mixon in your 2023 first. But like, if you want to go balls to the wall all in for this year, the trade, in my opinion, makes you better this year. Yeah, I mean that's only how we this run year. Our- we, we look at that first-round pick as uh, – it's just the 12th pick in the draft, right, Beggs? Just 12th pick in the draft. Just the 12th pick in the draft. That's fine. If, you, if you're going to go out and get your pieces to win a championship team, I can't blame you for it. I mean, go ahead and do it. Like Wayne said, it, you're, you're better this year. You have a higher probability of winning yourself a Super Bowl. Um, it's just a little rougher next year when you're – Looking for a running back to replace Fournette, but but you know worry about that next year. Yeah, I mean, if you if you are have the title of defending champion next year, it makes the sting of sucking a little little less a little less painful. Yeah, your name's on the trophy. You got the money. I mean, you're you're good. Yeah, your team your team's better this year, sure. Right back. Is there is there a world where Little Fournette is decent next year, where the Bucks rely on the run game? Not if Tom Brady ain't there. He's under contract. That's fine, but Tom Brady might not be there. He there's was a, good in Jacksonville, though. There's I mean, a, he was good. He was okay. There's there's a reason there's a reason the Bucks spend every third round draft pick on a running back. We're always ready to slot a new guy in. All right, fair enough. All right, fair enough. I just I thought y'all'd hear Mark Andrews and jump all over it. Yeah, I don't know about all that. Yeah. That's all we had on Reddit, boys. Uh, anything else from you guys? 
Nah, I'm no Facebook today, man. We were doing strictly Reddit. All right. Uh, except for a friend of the podcast, Charlie Brown. We got your back. Yep. Charlie. All right. Q&A. This was, uh, this was a good one. Q&A 5. Um, we got going on vacation, leaving for Seattle um, Saturday. But we got y'all covered. We went ahead and recorded um, the Meat and Potatoes episode for Sunday. Um, so we will have that content coming up Sunday. And then he gets back on Wednesday. Um, still have some family in time. So we'll try and get a Q&A late next week. Um, and still continue to try and get these meat and potato episodes posted every Sunday. We want we want to make that kind of like clockwork at least before the season starts. When the season starts, it's just just your notifications are going to be blowing up from all the episodes that we're going to be throwing down. Uh, it's going to be a good time. This is our first season podcasting. Um, this is going to be uh, I'm excited for it. I can't I can't wait. I'm I'm going to be watching football. Super excited to get on the horn. I'm super thrilled with where real life has taken us and the fact that, you know, I got a job working from home. Goni's on first shift. That was the only bad thing about because me and Goni were both on second shift. We couldn't watch any Thursday night. We couldn't watch any Monday night. Um, we would have had trouble linking up with Begley because he was, you know, on first shift. So all the cards are falling in our favor to be a very consistent and knowledgeable um podcast for you all this season i'm super excited about it i know they are too we we this this podcast is like the center of our conversations most of the time when we're talking so we're 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 all in we're really excited about it we appreciate everybody that's been in from the jump and everybody else that's going to get in um and and we'll just we're just we're just getting started season even started we're just rolling um Twitter at MadFFPodcast, email MadFFPodcast at gmail.com, YouTube Mad Fantasy Football Podcast, uh, Facebook Mad Fantasy Football Podcast, Reddit Mad underscore FF underscore podcast. Find us, ask us your question. Uh, we are here to help, give us ideas for episodes, whatever y'all want to know. We are here for you all. We appreciate you. Mad Mob, we're out. Later, boys.